The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome in, everyone, to the early line. We're live right here on Sports Grid on a Friday morning. Pack two hours for you. I'm Kevin Walsh, joined, of course, by Donnie Wrightside. DRS, how you feeling here on a Friday? Yeah, we're ready to go. I mean, when we talk about a lot to get to, Kevin, not even the NFL knows what they need to get to, and we are ready to go right here. Mm-hmm. Next two hours, buckle up. We're in. Uh, We usually begin this opening segment for uh, basically the last three or so months breaking down Thursday night football. No Thursday night football, but still a standalone game to talk about, which is Bengals-Bills and the fallout from that game, which is canceled. But before that, the latest Tamar Hamlin news has all been very, very encouraging. Uh, he has been able to communicate now through writing. We heard from the doctors at the University of Cincinnati. All positive signs and updates coming in around Tamar Hamlin, Donnie. Exactly what we've all been waiting for. It is what we've been waiting for, and particularly, obviously, the family of DeMar Hamlin, but also the Buffalo Bills family for him as well. I believe the father gave an update yesterday, and Josh Allen was talking about it late in the afternoon at the press conference of how excited they were because basically the father saying, hey, you guys got to go out and play football. This is exactly what he would want. He's on the mend. Go out and give him an influence here to continue to be on the mend. And Josh Allen said a lot of guys after that meeting were fired up and ready to go and play a football game. So great signs all the way around. If there's ever a day that you can certainly celebrate from news from Monday, it certainly would be today on a Friday. Great stuff all the way around. Things moving in the right direction, Kevin. Absolutely. So, which uh, allows us now to talk a little more about Bengals-Bills. This game, unfortunately, has been canceled. A no contest. It is off of the docket. We knew that that was possible, and the importance of this game uh, was going to leave the NFL with some decisions to make beyond then just canceling this game. Massive ramifications throughout the seeding. Uh, There was some rumors yesterday around an eighth playoff team. We've certainly not been able to get there. What we have right now, though, DRS, is the potential for some neutral site action throughout multiple rounds of the playoffs. To start here, though, your reaction to the idea that this game is canceled now, Cincinnati and Buffalo. It looks like that was going to be the easiest 
easiest path path forward. But at the same time, Kevin, as we look at it, there's still a lot of moving parts. Let's keep in mind what actually happened on the timeline. Yesterday at 6 p.m. Eastern, the NFL Competition Committee had a meeting of how they were going to proceed. Now, yesterday was the wild, wild west on social media with so many things, as you alluded to, adding an eighth team, having a neutral site. None of this has actually been voted on, but is going in front of the owners today to sort of make way. But the one thing that we do know, as you pointed out, the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals won't play this weekend, but we're waiting to see what actually is going to take place and the ramifications on the books. Typically, Kevin, when this happens, you strictly go by winning percentage, but it looks like they're going to massage some of those things to try to keep it fair in the AFC. And they, they are doing their best based on the decision to cancel that game. I still wish that they prioritized playing it. I know that's much easier said than done, I think the game was that important. I think it would have been beneficial long-term to just find a way to play that football game. Ultimately, they opted against it. We bring our radio audience into the fold here on this Friday morning. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wright side with you here on SportsGrid, the early line, Sirius XM, Channel 159. The neutral site situations that we are looking at, the biggest one is the conference championship game in the AFC. It is not a guarantee. The results this week will all be a determining factor here. It is very likely that the Kansas City Chiefs with a victory on Saturday, we'll talk about that game in a moment, will secure a will secure the the one seed and the bye week, but they all they are still depending then on some other results. Not going to host that AFC title game. Usual suspects, Donnie, the Dome situations, Atlanta, Indianapolis could very well be hosting an AFC championship game. And how about this, though? To move it down. The reason why we talk about home field advantage, nobody wants to go to play in Buffalo in 10 degrees, windy weather. That's going to be a disadvantage in front of the Buffalo crowd because Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills are built for that. If you're asking me one team in the playoffs who can handle bad weather, it's Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Is this now going to say, like, you're right. Hey, we're going to send this to Atlanta, to Dallas, down to Miami, where, let's just say, both one and two seeds as we anticipate the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs make it here. That's advantage Kansas City Chiefs right off the bat here. I mean, there's so many ramifications that are going to move forward. But again, we're talking about it this morning because it's all the information we have. Later today, the NFL owners will vote on these final propositions, and then we'll be able to really argue case and point. And the other really important decision that sits out there now is the AFC North. The Cincinnati Bengals have won the AFC North, <laughs> which, look, they were favored to as is. They are laying over a touchdown in their own building against Tyler Huntley. Clearly, no Lamar Jackson available for that football game. But if they lose, that they being the Cincinnati Bengals and the Ravens are able to win here in week 18, and they are then scheduled to play in the opening round of the playoffs, a coin toss will decide who gets home field advantage for that football game. This is fun. Yeah, we'll talk more about that in a little bit. We go to the Saturday night action after this quick break. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back with you here on Sports 30. Transition over to the Saturday night portion of week 18 and we begin with the Kansas City Chiefs and the Las Vegas Raiders uh, a incredibly important game KC with the opportunity to secure the buy for themselves here with a victory they are minus 450 favorite on the money line but they're going to lay nine and a half points to Jared Stidham on the road total for this one is 52 and a half here Don and when you line it up with Kansas City any fear about an upset or is this just all about covering or not I think it's all about covering or not at this point. I think we can agree that Kansas City is the better football team overall for the Vegas Raiders, but they haven't given up. This would have been one interesting, you know, game overall from a prospect standpoint, which means like touchdowns, touchdown passes, anytime touchdown score. Because what if the Stidham went out last week and was absolutely horrendous? You'd have a different feel, but it almost feels like, I don't want to say a trap game for Kansas City because it's not, because it's not as if Kansas City is like, ah, oh, let's take this game lightly. No big deal if we win or lose. No, it's massive that they need to win this game, and I'm certainly going to believe they're going to take it serious. But this is so Kansas City, Kevin, as you've been watching them all season long. You look at the nine and a half, and you say to yourself, well, Kansas City needs it. The Vegas Raiders are heading into their offseason. It is Stidham at quarterback. Sign me up. They should win by double digits. But how many times have we seen the Kansas City Chiefs should be able to blow a team off the field, but know they're going to win this game, and they don't need to win and have any style points or win comfortably. Oh, this game ends in a five-point win by Kansas City. Everybody all around wins there, particularly with Kansas City moving into the number one spot here. But I do look at that total because it opened up at the FanDuel Sportsbook at 47 and a half and has now peaked at 52 and a half. And I sort of agree upon it because if you're looking from Kansas City, the Raiders defense isn't very good. The game is going to be played in a dome. Kansas City needs this game. But at the same time, when you do that quote unquote, let's get a look at Stidham, you saw what he did last week. I'm pretty sure they're not going to tame him and say, hey, look, you know what? Got a little away from me last week. I know you threw for a lot of yards. How about about 20 to 25 passes? No way. Stidham's going to be teed up for about 40 passes in this game. This should be a fun one to watch from a betting side of if you like prop bets. And that 52 and a half is a high number now, well off of that opening number. But there's going to be points in this game. I, I would be crazy to think that this might stay into the low 40s. No shot here. I think it gets to 50 points and you get this cover. I I think it's a spot for me where with Kansas City, I I these numbers are so common for them, Donnie, and it so often goes the same way every time. I try not to overthink it. Doesn't this always end up a seven point Chiefs victory 
that marginally will stay under the total. Just not by a ton, right? But something that finishes 28-21, and it's Vegas and under, just narrowly. I feel like that's what we see from the Kansas City Chiefs all the time. Just a couple of weeks ago, you were all over the Kansas City-Seattle under. That was actually a game where we saw the Chiefs go out and cover. They followed that up the following week by playing the Denver Broncos. Now, fair enough, that game went over. But they didn't even, I mean, they never even came close to covering in such a football game. It's what we see from the Chiefs. On the road this year, though, they have been over machines, six of eight. And Vegas this season uh, has been playing a ton of overs in their own building. So I uh, would be cautious on this under. I think you make a lot of valid points. I want to throw one thing out here to you quickly. Mm-hmm. Is Pat Mahomes needing... 430 passing yards for the single season (laughs) record for passing yards. It's a preposterous number to put on somebody for a single game sample size. But then you remember that it's Pat Mahomes. His passing props already are ridiculous 320 and a half yards. And if they're lighting Mm -hmm. Vegas up, they just might let him keep lighting Vegas up. Available right now is Patrick Mahomes at plus 490 for 400 plus passing yards. Any temptation to climb the ladder here with Pat in this spot? Absolutely. Absolutely there is because the game still does matter. And you're also prefacing, Kevin, how many times we talk about a running mate. Again, Stidham had 365 and three touchdowns the last time he went out. And the best part about that is, is San Francisco's defense. Who's he going up against this week? Kansas City's, and I'm not saying that Siddham's supposed to go out and throw for another 365. Don't get me wrong, because even the FanDuel Sportsbook is saying enough to say, hey, two not, no, not 299. How about 235 and a half as a passing prop here for his yards total for Stidham? But I got to tell you, it's one of those, Kevin, it's a nice high price where you know how these things work out. What's the score? What's the time? Mahomes, what do you have? Because I'm going to tell you right now, Kevin, if Mahomes is a buck 75 at the half, he's getting it. No question in my mind. Uh, it's so funny, but a buck seventy-five, he's still like a ways away. But he also, I like him having two twenty at the break would hardly surprise me. I I think that's one thing is I expect him to come out firing in the early beginnings yes. of this football game because also for we the MVP award is probably already wrapped up in his favor. If he mm-hmm. breaks the passing record on Saturday night. <laughs> It doesn't matter what Hurts, Burrow, or Allen get involved with on Sunday. The second Saturday game is arguably the biggest game that Week 18 offers up. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars against the Tennessee Titans win and in. The winner of this game will win the AFC South. The Jags are a a six-and-a-half-point favorite in their own building against Josh Dobbs. Total for this one is 39-and-a-half. And I feel like when we've watched these two teams now – Over the past month, everything says that the Jacksonville Jaguars should run them out of the building. But this is one of those games where Mike Vrabel has earned enough trust for me that I would prefer to take the six and a half points. I do expect Jacksonville to win, but it feels like a game where a Trevor Lawrence turnover doesn't surprise. A big Derrick Henry run that allows Tennessee to play from in front. Wouldn't surprise. Jacksonville should win here, but in this type of atmosphere, I think six and a half points with a Mike Vrabel-led group, Donnie, is the way to play it. 
Exactly, because what are we doing already writing off the Titans here for the past couple weeks? And rightfully so, they haven't played good football. But you have to remember, like the Titans are going on the road to take on Jacksonville. They're not going on the road to take on the Buffalo Bills or the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, having said that, they haven't put their best foot forward. But honestly, this might sound crazy. Are we actually getting an upgrade? And I know this is wild. Even over Ryan Tannehill, like in the past game with Dobbs, a quarterback, it's just because Dobbs can move around even more. Dobbs' arm looks even better than Tannehill's. We know it's already better than Malik Willis all the way across the board, athletic ability, you know, handling a game situation. But even looking at Derrick Henry in the backfield, they're rested for this moment. If you go to the FanDuel Sportsbook right now and you look at Derrick Henry, 92 and a half, you say, oh, that seems high. Does it? Do you know how many touches Derrick Henry is going to get this week regardless of the score? Mm -hmm. It's going to be amazing. And also, Tennessee's blueprint in this game, getting some players back on defense healthy, basically taking a bye last week with Derrick Henry, probably telling him during meetings, hey, Derrick, look, we paid you for this spot here. You might get 20 carries in the first half alone because you know going in this game, Kevin, the Titans game plan is not, hey, let's go into Jacksonville and shoot it out with them. No, the game plan is, Let's keep everything under wraps on offense. We're going to win this game with Derrick Henry and maybe make some mistakes here for the Jacksonville Jaguars and force them into some. Because keep in mind, Jacksonville's not used to this situation. Look, I know Doug Peterson with the Philadelphia Eagles won a Super Bowl and has some playoff success. I get that. He's a perfect leader for them in this game. But you still have to go through it. This is a young football team still trying to win. And it's not as if you're saying to yourself, Kevin, too, like, hey, look at this line. It's a pick in Jacksonville. Let's see what happens. No, you're asking the Jaguars to not only win, but win by margin of at least a touchdown to get the cover. It's crazy to say that you would want to take the Titans. But I got to tell you right here, even if you don't want to take the Titans, some of these prop bets are really live, rushing for Derrick Henry. I mean, come on. If they're going to be in this game, you better believe he's going to be around 90 yards. And then if you take a look at the passing props, Dobbs is 182 and a half in this game. If you say, Donnie, if you had one prop to take, would it be Dobbs over 182 or Derrick Henry's 92 and a half? It's going to be Derrick Henry for me. They're going to use and abuse him in this game, and he's the only pathway to victory for the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, I think the 92 and a half almost is factoring in a very negative game script for the Tennessee Titans, which I understand. But let's not forget that Derrick Henry comes with big playability. He did this in the game mm-hmm. against the Jags already this year, a 50-yard run early in that game, yep. finished with 121 yards. Over 90% of that came in the opening half of football, I think that 92 and a half makes sense. When we get back, I want to make one more prop note on this game and then start to transition throughout the rest of this slate. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back to right here on Sports Grid. I want to make one final note on Jags-Titans. I'm curious, Donna, your reaction to this. So we know that this week is going to come with a lot of incentive prop bet angles. For those that don't know, a lot of these guys and their contracts, if they hit certain benchmarks, 1,000 receiving yards, 1,000 rushing yards, stuff like that, they get bonus money. The Jags have almost all of their important pass catchers, Donnie, within range of some props. Evan Ingram needs 61 yards. Zay Jones, 98. Christian Kirk, 91. None of those are simple walk it to him, one catch numbers. Those are the kind of numbers that you can hit with a big game. Here's why I bring that up. This is not Jags, Texans, and we can Uh do whatever we want. This is the biggest game the Jags have played since the AFC title game. In a game like this, are you betting Evan Ingram over because of a incentive portion of his contract or none of that matters we have a football game to win let's put this into like context right all right late fourth quarter jaguars up four 30 seconds to go no timeouts here for the titans but evan ingram needs five yards here to get that number instead of running the football or taking a knee and you throw the football out gets intercepted for a touchdown you lose and you head off see what i'm saying like that <laughs> if that doesn't make any sense neither does getting the props in this game because of based on contract incentives when you have the game, and you're right, how many times have we seen in the past, like Gronk last year, feed him the football, five straight passes, get him out of there after the first drive, he's got his incentives, and away we go. Or if you have a wide receiver that needs 1,000 yards, he's 101 yards away, your only goal in the first half is to get him his 102 yards and get him out of there. That's not going to be the case. There's no way, shape, or form. And sometimes, Kevin, you can see it in the past, too. When guys are this close to that type of stuff, let's just say Evan Ingram needs, what was the, t- what was the number you said he needs? How much? Evan Ingram needs 61. Let's just say Evan Ingram got 55 yards. You know what Shad Khan and ownership group is going to do after the game when they win. Hey, 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 I know you're upset you didn't get that here. Don't worry about it. We're going to pay that bonus out to you. That's how real organizations work where you're not worried about Like, how can you see it in the locker room? Like, oh, man, yeah, we're moving on to the playoffs. And you got Evan Ingram with a towel over his head in the corner because he got 59 <laughs> yards in that game. It's not going to happen here. Do not bet this game particularly just based on those incentives because the bigger picture is not the incentives. And if they win that game and you did didn't get it, it's a really good chance ownership's going to make it up to you. Trust me. Yeah. So there are certain spots where the incentives are all very real. This is yes. one of those games. Now, if they're up a billion. It's a good point. Though. Yeah. They actually point. might let Trevor Lawrence continue to throw it because why not in a way? Correct. But it's not front. They're not in the game plan. It, breaking it down. But like, all right, now who needs what exactly? All right, first quarter, Christian Kirk will knock that out. Second quarter, Evan Ingram, and then we'll go from there, everybody. No, that's not yeah, how they're going to try and pour it on. All right, let's make the move over here to Green Bay and Detroit. The Sunday night spot here, a potential winning in. It depends what happens with Seattle and L.A. We'll break that down in just a moment. But the Packers are a four-and-a-half-point favorite here. We've talked about this all week long, Donnie. 
But the Seattle Seahawks, if they win in the 4 o'clock window, eliminate the Detroit Lions. All of the sudden, the game is completely irrelevant for Detroit. You could argue for you know a Philadelphia Eagles-style tank job on, a, on that final Sunday game that they had against the Commanders. If the Lions are staring down the barrel and all of a sudden they go, Hey, man, we're not getting in anyway. Draft pick coming. We can pull back here. Someone let the backups get in. I don't think that is in Detroit's DNA, Donnie, but I still don't think we can completely ignore that this is not a guaranteed win and in both teams need the football game scenario on Sunday night. What, what, so there is a human element, and that's what you're bringing up, and you would be correct to do that because as much as we say from the outside looking in for myself, I'm going to break this game down from a Detroit Lions perspective where I think they can go and win regardless. But having said that, it's not the same feel. Like, hey, we're going to the Green Bay. We can take them out with us. It's still a big football game. I get it. But the minute that they're eliminated, like, oh, man, it would have been so nice to take care of Green Bay on this field, knock them out, us go on, and we're red hot. Let's see what we can do. But at the same time, it doesn't seem like Detroit was ever building up to this throughout the year. It was always going to be a long shot, even with this win streak, to make the playoffs. And everything your leader, Dan Campbell, is saying when he gets in front of the mic, this might as well be the Super Bowl. He's not even talking about, hey, the opportunity to play for the playoffs has to be there. Otherwise, we're not going to be excited here. He's throwing that early game out going, hey, if it comes down to it, and we're just in historic Lambeau Field with a chance to play the Packers in a meaningful game, meaning not so meaningful for them, but certainly for the Packers, they're bringing their A game. And that's exactly what I anticipate. Now, from a betting aspect here, Kevin, right, we're anticipating a Seattle win, which would probably knock Detroit out, which is unfair. And I understand where even like, you know, some other teams trying to vie for that spot. Hey, that's not really fair. You're putting us at a competitive disadvantage talking about Seattle. You should have these games lined up side by side. I get it. But if there's one football team that probably doesn't care if you win or lose Seattle, it would be Detroit. It looks like they're coming and loaded for bear in this game. And if worse, the push comes to shove, this might be their Super Bowl. This is our last game of the season. Let's go out and take Green Bay with us. That's how I anticipate it. But again, from a betting angle, I think Seattle wins earlier. I do. I still think, regardless of that game, Kevin, the Detroit Lions can beat the Green Bay Packers here. But if you're betting this game, forget about the money line and also aside, wait till that Seattle game is over. Because to be quite honest with you, if we're looking at a betting number here of minus four and a half as a favorite towards the Packers, it's not going to get any better if Seattle wins, right? It's not going to drop to three, two and a half, one and a half. That line is probably more likely to go to four and a half, five and a half, six and a half in that spot. And that's when, if you still like mm -hmm. the Lions, you're going to get that opportunity for an extra few points in your bag. I 100% agree. Now, if you have, you know, because I, I do think Seattle, again, we're going to do the Seattle game in a minute, right? But I, I think Seattle will win. Which means that if you do like Green Bay minus four and a half, I think you want to get involved now, yes. right? Because that's the way this line, I totally agree, yeah. is, is going to move. And the Detroit, look, the Lions are, and that's why I appreciate this team. I, I was, when they were one and six, I'm, I'm not sure, I'm sure I wasn't alone on this. I thought they were totally done. I, I think they had an updated win total that we talked about on radio. It was yes. four and a half. And I was like, in what in what world, right? I mean, they've smoked it. They're they're a legitimate playoff contender here. I'm glad that Dan Campbell's sticking around. The Lions might care about this game more than the Packers, and I mean, like the the, <laughs> the eliminated Detroit Lions might be like, we need this one. And Green Bay's like, 
what's going on over there? Like, we're the ones that have our playoff lives on the line. This is one of those spots, though. I know it is very, it's a bit simplistic, but I cannot help myself, Donnie. Aaron Rodgers is not losing at Lambeau Field to Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions with a playoff berth on the line. Can't get there. Can't see it happening. I, I just can't. I don't think the Lions are the better football team. I think they're comparable squads. I actually do. I think Green Bay's defense is playing a bit better right now. I think that's a more trustworthy unit of these two defenses here. But again, they've just they've turned it on again, the Green Bay Packers, in their own building specifically. It's not a spot that I would be willing to go against them. I think you want to be cautious, but it could be a spot all overall week 18 DRS where money line parlays could maybe make some sense here. It would not surprise me because, again, this is what the Packers do, where this goes down to a Mason Crosby field goal with two seconds left on the clock. It wouldn't stun me at all. I would be stunned if the Packers lost this football game. And, and rightfully so, because this is the way it's supposed to go. That's why the NFL put the quite contrary to popular belief. The NFL put this game on Sunday night in hopes that the Packers win and it's Green Bay and it's Aaron Rodgers and he makes the playoffs because that is ratings here. As much as we love the Detroit Lions, if you ask the NFL right now, hey, who would you rather have in the playoffs here to put in a primetime game, the Detroit Lions versus anybody or throw Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in there and the whole like, ooh, mm-hmm. nobody wants to play the Packers because they're red hot. That's why this game is there, not because the chance that Detroit might actually still be able to get into the playoffs I can't fault you for that because if you just had a free money wager out here and said no points involved and by the time this game kicks off the Lions are eliminated and all the Green Bay Packers have to do at Lambeau Field against a dome team with Jared Goff at quarterback is just win I hear what you're saying yeah and that's ultimately how I see it for Rams Seahawks here in terms of the the six this has dropped a bit because it was six and a half Do you think the Rams can hang within the number here, or is this a Seattle route? I don't know if it's a Seattle route because, again, you're you're still playing from a Seattle perspective as this is a build-up game for you. You absolutely have to win, which means what, Kevin? The pressure is on the Seattle Seahawks. There's zero pressure on the Rams. And also from a game perspective where you say to yourself, like we'll talk about a little bit later, but let's just say the Houston Texans, right? Don't you dare win this game because draft position really matters doesn't matter at all for the Rams here. They don't have their first-round draft pick. So they're actually going to put a full effort in. Now, who actually shows up and does what? That leads a little bit to be desired. But in this game, again, you're looking at Seattle absolutely needing the win, playing good football. Geno Smith should be a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. They have way more weapons and a lot more on the line and a massive home field advantage. They should be able to win this game by a touchdown. Last week actually showed me a lot. Play really good defense at home. Handle your business against a team that still needs to get into the playoffs. Why won't the Seahawks replicate what they did last week against the Jets? For me, I want to take the points in this spot. Overall, in Week 18, be cautious line numbers because one team needs it and the other doesn't. But the NFC Mm -hmm. West has an odd thing where one team owns another team, and then it kind of it's all like a big circle. The the Rams, to a degree, own the Seahawks. Over the last eight games, the Rams are seven and one against the spread against the Seattle Seahawks. I'll take those six points and go from there. Still a lot more to break down in week 18. We talk about the race for the number one seed in the NFC. After this quick break, you're watching and listening to the early line right here on SportsGrid. 
sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Top spot still open in the NFC. Oh, this all (laughs) was supposed to take a turn yesterday. They're going to add an eighth team. I think they were going to automatically drop the birds to the sixth seed somehow. I mean, I think they were going to make the Vikings the number one seed. A lot of madness was being tossed around yesterday, it felt like. But things are normal here. And it's all pretty straightforward. The Eagles just have to beat the New York Giants and their backups. Brian Dable, not a fool. This is a pro Brian Dable show. We didn't think Brian Dable would be silly enough to run his starters out there for a full game against the birds. He's not going to do that. I don't know how many he'll be starting if and and if he starts any of them, I don't know how long they'll be starting for. But it's a big reason why the Eagles are a 14-point favorite here, Donnie, in their own building, winning in minus a thousand on the money line. Yeah, and the Eagles will be able to dispatch of the New York Giants fairly easily. But by the way, is it even a hard decision for Dable? Because you know me. I say, eh, there might be some outside advantage here for the Giants to go in and play Philadelphia tough or knock Philadelphia down a peg if you can beat them. But I always joke like the Giants now, like, ooh, let's rest our starters. So you're only talking about Saquon Barkley. Like, literally, legitimately. Like, this line for me, Kevin, I would still hang it at 14 if it was just Saquon Barkley at Daniel Jones and the rest of the merry band of Giants showed up to Philadelphia. Because you always point this out as well. Oh, no, look at the Giants coming on strong. And you say, now, calm down. Did we see the last game that the Eagles played on the road against the Giants when everybody was full go? And rightfully so. The one thing the Philadelphia Eagles are looking at in this game is, A, you just need a win. B, don't get anybody hurt. And C, oh, my goodness, Jalen Hurts just throw a 45-yard touchdown pass. Get him out of the game. It's 21-3 early in the third quarter. That's probably what you're going to want to see. But also having said that, I don't know what the Giants' game plan, Kevin, overall will be. But the one thing that you do like, it's it's not, hey, Nathan Peterman is getting the start. Like Tyrod Taylor's been around the league, had some success, and is going to function at quarterback. It's just a problem is, like, even sometimes in these teams, you get down to the second-string players. Like, okay, they're decent football players. I don't actually know who's going out there for the New York Giants at this point. So if we're looking overall at the game at 14, he just said, hey, look, 
Bet the Philadelphia Eagles. There's a better chance they win by 21 than, let's just say, win by three points against the Giants starters. That's the way I would look at it here. But also, if I'm looking towards starters being in the football game, I don't want to be messing around, Kevin, in the fourth quarter. And let's just say, again, the Eagles are up 21 points. Jalen Hurts isn't going to be in the football game at that point. Miles Sanders, A.J. Brown, Mm -hmm. Devonta Smith, as well as Goddard. And they're not going to be in there. And again, the tackles for the Philadelphia Eagles or Jason Kelsey at center. So why mess around with that? Because if the Philadelphia Eagles are going to win this football game, they're going to put the Giants away in the first half. And you don't have to win by 14 points. I didn't look at the halftime lines at this point, but let's just say if it's 14 points, it's got to be below double digits is what I would think. Maybe nine and a half. Would it be 10 at most here? That's the way I would take a look at it, where the Philadelphia Eagles have this game in hand at the break by about two touchdowns and not even worrying about Kevin who's playing in the fourth quarter seven and a half if you wanted to get involved with the Eagles in the opening half of football here the Eagles team total in the first half uh, is a 14 at minus 135 you can Mm. get juicy at a 13 and a half at a minus 174 uh, if you want to be able to cash on two touchdowns and two extra points here I don't have the full game team total 28 and a hook. So maybe a a flat 28 could pop around uh, as the week goes on here. I do think that the Eagles could have a monster offensive spot here. I think the 43 and a half could be a bit low in this game. Because if you are the Eagles and you only want to play Jalen Hurts for a half, which I think you want to, as you mentioned, Boat Race City going fast trying to get into the 20s if you can in the first half uh, as much as possible here a a dream scenario for the Eagles is by the time this is into the late third quarter the score is 35-7 then again that's the dream scenario here I look at the 43 and a half as a number that I think does ultimately get over this total there are no props up right now This is the kind of game, and there's a couple, maybe all of them that we're about to talk about here. I don't know what props we're getting. I don't know if we're getting Jalen Hurts passing yards. I don't know if we're going to get Dak yardage later on. I don't think we're going to get George Kittle props. It it just doesn't make as much sense uh, from the book's perspective, probably, to bang out these half numbers. It would be interesting if they took on the task of putting up a Jalen Hurts first half passing yard prop, but I don't think that's where we are. I ultimately, though, agree this is a spot for the Eagles. I uh, think we can move on over to the game between the Cowboys and the Commanders because the, uh, you know, the scary thing, I think is the best way to put it for the Philadelphia Eagles, is it's not just the one seed that can be lost with a loss. It's the division. The gap between hosting the entirety of the NFC playoffs and traveling to Tampa Bay in the opening round is monstrous. And the Eagles cannot afford that because that is a collapse. Whether or not you were without your starting quarterback for two of the three games, that would be an unacceptable result. But because that is on the table, the Cowboys have to try against the commanders. Simple as. If you're the Cowboys... Even if you think the Philadelphia Eagles are going to run the Giants out of the building, you can't sit there, play Cooper Rush for four quarters, look up at the scoreboard and go, huh, the Giants are winning? Dak, get ready. Get get in there. Hold on a minute. We, We might need to win this football game. So the Cowboys are going to try early at the minimum, Donnie, a touchdown favorite on the road. What do you see in this matchup? 
it's another one of those games, Kevin. And, and again, we're, we're trying to guess, which is the toughest thing to do, what your game plan is going to be for the Cowboys. Are we coming back to, hey, we really need Tony Pollard back in this game with a thigh injury, Luke, because we might be able to take down the number one overall seed. I understand that. But also you have to be honest. If you're having meetings down there and it's Stephen Jones and Jerry Jones and McCarthy in there and going, well, what are we, how are we going to play this out? Well, let's go full tilt. And the smarter man in the room should say, now, hold on now. The Philadelphia Eagles are favored by 14 points against backups here. I understand what you want to do, and even under the guys, which I never fault some of these coaches for, I need my guys to be focused all week long. Even if we warm up before the game, I give them one series. I know they got a good week of work in. We're not going to risk injury. We'll get about six to eight plays out of these guys, and then we'll bail out. It might be a little bit longer because I think you do owe it to yourself, Kevin. You never want to go into this game and say, well, we're going to play all backups because the Eagles can't lose. It's still the NFL. We don't know what happens at that point. And let's Let's just say you're sitting at the half. The Dallas Cowboys played one series. They're down 14-3 to to Sam Howell and the Commanders. Now, just hear me play this out. And then you go and be like, hey, guys, what's that Eagles score? Oh, by the way, the Eagles are down 13-10 at the half. What? We got to get what starters. Get your pads on, as you said. Let's get out of here. Let's devise a game plan, which we didn't work on all week. That's not going to happen. They're going to play until it doesn't make sense to play, which for me is at least, Kevin, to the half. You owe it for yourself where you can say, hey, it's still one of my guys sharp. We weren't going to play the second half. Eagles had the game in control. That's when we put all of our starters out. That makes the most sense. What doesn't make sense is Dallas just goes, ah, you know what? I don't think the Philadelphia Eagles are going to win this uh, at this point. Let's just not play anybody. And then wake up in the morning like, oh, my God, the Eagles lost. But so did we. Yeah, I, ex- exactly so. But, again, it, it gets odd. Because if the Eagles are dominating over here, and then the Cowboys are like, all right, we're done here. This is irrelevant, right? The Cowboys can't get to the two seed by chance. I know, you know, it's kind of funny because we, we do this every year, but I know occasionally people forget. If you don't win your division, you're five, six, or seven. Simple as. Yes. So it's not like the Cowboys are like, ah, oh, they can get beat the Vikings and take the third seed. No. If the Eagles win... Dallas is locked into the five, no matter what happens in their football game. If if there's a moment where they look up and the Eagles game is over, out come all the Cowboys, which again makes all this tough. Here's here feels like Donnie the only safe bet in this game. Ezekiel Elliott anytime touchdown score. Everything else, nothing to do with. I feel like that's what we do with all of these Cowboy games. Zeke will get in. And then everything else will just play out uh, as it needs to be. I am interested in the Sam Howell props, uh, though I am sure. Can we get like Sam Howell? Here's what we actually need. Washington Commanders quarterback total Mm -hmm. passing yards. Then I will be interested. I mean, Ron Rivera might be like, I didn't know we were eliminated. I I had to bend Sam Howell in the middle of this game. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really the feel of it, too, or who knows what would happen there. But by the way, in this game overall, I always get a, a quick chuckle when we talk about Zeke Elliott because the, the anytime touchdown score marker for him is ridiculous. Like, Jerry Jones forces him to score a touchdown every game. Can't you see, like, oh, wait a second, the Philadelphia Eagles are 45-7 to in the fourth quarter. Every backup is in. You get to the goal line. Zeke, put your pads on. Get out there. You're going to score a touchdown here. Got you, coach. He goes in, runs it in in a meaningless game. Like, that's how much we respect Zeke Elliott scoring in the touchdown market where the Dallas Cowboys, even if Zeke has been out of the game for two and a half quarters, they might just put him in on the goal line on like a third and one. Hilarious. Which would be absolutely tremendous. It's also just a game that week week 18, if you can – 
I'm hand over the button, getting involved there uh, in terms of live action. When you can, fire and away. Last one here, Niners Cardinals. San Francisco is the is tied with the Eagles for laying the biggest number. Eagles money line slightly stronger. But the Niners are a 14-point favorite against David Blau and the Cardinals. Arizona is awful. My man Cliff Kingsbury might just catch himself fired after a contract extension. The Niners have been dominant. How much they need this football game, it all depends. I think they would actually like to keep the two seed uh, over the Minnesota Vikings. They as well could jump up to the one seed with a win and an Eagles loss, as unlikely as the odds tell us that is. I don't know at what point the Niners pull back. It feels, though, Donnie, as whenever that is, they're probably already up double digits in this football game. Exactly. It's another one of those that you're going to play it by ear for the 49ers and you're going to go in the first half because also let's keep in mind, as we talked about the Philadelphia Eagles, right? Even more so than that Washington Commanders game. You're going up against dead football teams. Not Donnie, the Giants are a football team. No, but they're going to play a dead football team this weekend by playing all backups. Starters or backups for Arizona right now, it doesn't matter. Like David Blau is the quarterback here. The 49ers know this is going to be a win in hand. The only question is, how long do we actually need to play our starters for? Because they do want to take that number two seed. It's pretty apparent. And also, the same thing with Purdy. Oh, we can't get him hurt. I understand that. But the kid is still young and needs his reps. He's going to play until this game pretty much is out of hand. It's not one of those games where I'm looking for. Same thing with the Giants. Like I'm not looking at the Giants with two touchdowns because it's hard to say, well, what did you want, Donnie? They, they're not game planning for the game. They have backups in. They're just looking to get in and out. And if the Giants could probably, what would they do? Hand the football for every single play. Keep a running clock. Let's just get out of here and get the next week. Same thing here with San Francisco and Arizona. What is Arizona playing for? Is Kingsbury going to rally the troops? Say, guys, you want me around next year? Get out there and beat the Niners. That's not happening. It's professional football. The Niners should take care of business and do it in the first half. I totally agree. Uh, there are a couple incentives in this game. Uh, Debo Samuel needs 152 rushing yards for 500K. Oh, my gosh. I only need him to run for like 100 yards for my season-long prop that after the first two weeks he had 105 yards on, and we're certainly not looking at the window there. But here, Donnie, here's a perfect incentive prop if we get the number because Brandon Ayuk needs uh, 44 receiving yards to hit 1,000, which I think comes with the bonus. I believe it does. Mm. I I had to double-check that, but – because of the nature of the game, I could see a world where the IUK number is low enough where that where over you know forty three and a yep. half could be accessible. Yep. Those are the kind of things you want to redline and highlight and wait until then your full prop numbers get banged out here because that is the other piece of this here. Uh, a lot of these games, most of these games, don't have their full numbers out just yet. We take a quick pit stop in the NBA and we'll close out our number one. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All 
all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Closing out hour number one. I want to take a quick little pit stop in the NBA tonight. It's a packed card. I do want to mention a result off of last night's slate, though. Uh, Mavs Celtics. Yesterday we hit this game. Boston was a slight favorite in Dallas. DRS right away goes, ooh, big bounce back spot for Boston. And they delivered. A 29-point victory, 124 to 95. What jumps off the page to me, Donnie, one of the best games of Tatum's career, at least from filling it up, 29 points, 14 rebounds, 10 assists. Added two blocks in Mm. the mix as well. This is the second time this year that he played one of the guys in front of him and shifted the odds in the MVP race. He played Giannis on Christmas. It shifted him to the favorite. Some stuff has happened, and he's moved back since. Now he plays Luka and does get the better of Luka. Caliber of teams are different in all of that, but it did shift the odds a bit. Tatum is still third, but all three of those guys are under 4-1. to one. The single games, those head-to-heads, impacting the odds. They really do, and it's kind of interesting, too, because you try to equate it there to the NFL. The NFL is 17 games, so obviously when they go head-to-head, it means much more. you got 82 games in an NBA season, and one out of 82 is enough to shift odds that much in the middle of the season. It's pretty incredible, but it just also goes to show you, some of these guys in the MVP market, the elite guys, they do special things every night. And as you just noticed on that bottom line here, ah! It sounds about right for an NBA season with a good player. That's a ridiculous night for Tatum here. And it's almost like we don't even care about these numbers because we're seeing them every single night by these elite-level players. Which is, you're so right. It's become more commonplace. That Luka points prop pregame 34.5, although it was well (laughs) under, it shows the ever-changing expectations. And by the way, so Luka's points prop's 34.5, right? He's he's a young megastar peaking. LeBron is back tonight against Atlanta. Points prop, 33 and a half. Outrageous that this is what the expectations are once again. Light line in that spot. I don't know if you've circled up anything yet in the NBA, but so usually I know something will catch your eye. If not, we'll get to the people on the money line. You make sure you tune in on the radio side. DRS will slip you a little action there, and we'll make that all happen on the hardwood tonight. But we go to the NFC South. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.